Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Dory with you. Let me tell you about our guest, international consultant, researcher, author Michael Goddard has been actively developing his sense of knowing and accessing his higher consciousness for more than three decades. Back in March of 2013, he began to recover his past lives, eventually recovering 88 past lives at that time and depicting them in vivid detail in his memoir, In Search of Lost Lives. His latest work is called A New Now, Your Guide to Mastering Wisdom Daily, Achieving Equilibrium and Empowering Your Nobler Self. Michael, welcome back. Good to have you. Thank you, George. It's wonderful to be back with you. And how are you? Everything fine? Yeah, everything is fine. I I wrote out the uh, COVID bubble, which I guess is continuing, and um, I've been doing radio shows since my new book came out, podcasts. Oh, that's perfect. How did you get started with all this? I'm sorry, how did I get started? Yeah. With, with this book, or? With, with the entire field. Well, it, it really happened um, when we moved from a perfectly planned community, a suburb of Chicago, when I was 10 to Marin County. And I don't know if it was the mist blowing in from the San Francisco Bay, but <laughs> when I was 10, I just automatically began to try to contact higher beings, higher spirit beings, and have them right through me. Uh, I began to teach myself hypnosis. And uh, right after I turned 11 in Marin, I confronted the idea of death. I didn't have an out-of-the-body experience. But I knew, you know, I would die eventually. I'd been raising tropical fish since I was five, and fortunately every few weeks... they die. ...floating, you know, on the surface, and I'd have to catch it in a net and flush it down the toilet. So I really wanted to grapple with the fact that I was here for a limited time, and uh, eventually I'd be flushed down some big toilet in the sky or underground, hard to tell at that time. And uh, I began to try to open my consciousness by opening my my eye center. For some reason, I just sort of drew my attention there automatically. And I decided I don't care what worldly achievements come to me. You know, I was always a terrific student. I wanted to discover the answer to life and death. Basically, when I was 11, I set out to achieve the goal of immortality and to find the path that would deliver it. Did, uh, were you afraid of uh, death? Well, yeah. Um, I was so afraid that I thought if I didn't do something this lifetime, I might lose my chance. I mean, I used to try to experience death while living. I'd lock myself in the bathroom I shared with my father and brother and stare at myself uh, without my eyes. I was trying to open my third eye and try to experience what death was like. And I I would just break out into a cold sweat. My knees would start shaking and buckling. And I felt really nauseous. I mean, so uh, I would go to bed, you know, each night. I started just praying automatically. We weren't a religious family, but I prayed starting at the age of eight, just thanking God for everything I'd been given, being grateful. But I just decided I wanted to achieve literal immortality, if not figurative immortality, like being an actor and living for who knows how long in movies or writing books, which it turns out I'm doing. Um, I thought I'd be a diplomat. 
So um, really, death became a driving force in my life. Yeah, For me, Michael, it's also time. Time goes by so fast. Yes, well, time's an illusion, as we know, George. Uh, It's very real because we have to deal with it. I mean, uh, we could have had the uh, program set up from uh, three days from now and be talking now, maybe on another plane. But we have to deal with time. And as we discovered so poignantly and heart-rendingly, a lot of people we thought who'd be with us in 20 years, five years, or who knows how long we're taken, uh, you know, the past few years. And even if, you know, you didn't die with COVID, when you get in the car, you don't know if you'll get out of it. So um, I'm not asking people to encourage any fear, but rather everyone has been given the most precious gift possible. And I'm not talking about any number of billions of dollars. I'm talking about their human life. And with this human life, you have the innate ability of becoming paranormal. I mean, rising above the state of consciousness that most people are in, having their lower uh, negative minds, their driving force, you can overcome that and rise to a level of consciousness you've never dreamt about. And when you say becoming paranormal, what do you mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is first, Uh, evolving to a state where your higher mind is dominating your lower mind. And I can clarify what I mean by higher mind and lower mind. But by being paranormal, people are, there are so many fascinating outer phenomena. I mean, uh, you know, people who can walk on tightropes, Bigfoot, I mean, you you name it, there's just all these phenomena that haven't yet been explained scientifically. But we're caught up in the physical. What I would like to open people's awareness to is noumena, things that can't be verified at this time, at least scientifically, that aren't really happening in the physical. There are higher dimensions, and we don't get there with the spaceship. I mean, uh, Finally, um, William Shatner got to go in space. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's wonderful at 90 years old. I mean, the real thing. I I was there for the first show. I watched every episode. (laughs) I I loved it. You were a Trekkie, huh? I I was uh, a Trekkie. I didn't always give people the the salute, but uh, we loved it because it was exploring new worlds. And the thing is, we don't need a spaceship to do that. All you need to do is sit in your recliner, concentrate your attention with the right meditation, and gather your soul and mind currents to your eye center. And at that point, you can pierce this energetic aperture and begin inner space travel, which is far, far vaster than anything in the physical. I mean, our whole physical universe is really nothing but a bubble that's growing and going to explode at at some point. Are some people more paranormally inclined than others, Michael? Oh, absolutely, George. And a lot of it depends on what we've been developing in our past lives. Um, Last time I was with you, we we talked about my memoir, In Search of Lost Lives, and in all the 88 past lives I wrote about, including 71 human and 17 animal. 
Well, I've been searching for a spiritual path of immortality for actively for my last three lives. I mean, three lives ago, when I was an architect in um, post-American Revolution Baltimore, I was an architect designing commercial buildings, and I became aware of the Comte de Saint-Germain, who was reputed to have lived for centuries, and I read every little pamphlet I could find on him. Um, so this has been continuing. It's been a progression. I'm sure most of the, our, our listeners tonight are people who have been on some kind of path for at least several lives searching. That's the key, uh, to search for truth, especially today in, in our wild climate. I mean, truth is at a premium, um, and, and that's why I love the name of the network, Premium Network, because it's up to each of us to use our best discrimination to discern what is truth and what is not. I love book titles, and yours is A New Now. Tell us about that. Well, A New Now is, is really a, a new reality you can step into. And my handy guide is, is a very easily understood guide for gaining a higher consciousness, higher awareness. I write about the 33 mystical wisdoms, the 11 uh, loving wisdoms, the 11 guiding wisdoms, and the 11 evolutionary wisdoms. And I also write about the 10 keys to achieving equilibrium. Equilibrium and wisdom go hand in hand. And with that, you can basically engineer your higher evolution to a new now. So you're living more and more in the present. A lot of you know, writers write about being in the now. It's easy to say, but we're constantly being pulled by the mind back into the present and projecting into the future. And we don't have control over our minds. Our minds are controlling us. Ultimately, we want to be in control of the mind. I mean, who we are is actually the soul, but the soul has been completely overwhelmed, overpowered by the mind, which is what we need to operate in the physical in the next two higher planes of existence. There is no question that uh, we are going through some strange times right now, Michael. Oh, we are. Man. It's sort of like the forces of negativity, but also the forces of positivity are, are each growing and battling each other. I mean, there are so many wonderful, fabulous people doing so much good in the world, but then there are there's a lot of people who are just ruled by negativity and uh, taking us to swear that. Um, in, basically, I don't know if you want to talk about creation, but, but basically... Yeah, well, we, we, we can, sure. Sure. Uh, basically, there are different levels of creation, and there's sort of like a, a, a sub-administrator in charge of each plane. And, and really, the, the ruler of, of the mental and physical creation who's doing everything you know, under the uh, supervision and uh, allowance of the highest supreme being who has no name. Basically, he doesn't want any souls to escape his domain. So, so, you, so you bring in a God factor, though, don't you? Yes, I do. And um, the, the reason I'm, I'm so thrilled um, we're on again and we can talk about a new now is that this lifetime, each of us has the opportunity to go within 
And when I say go within, I'm talking about withdrawing our consciousness to the eye center. That's the point between and above, a little bit above our eyebrows. That is really the gateway to higher consciousness. We, you don't need to be a Trekkie, although for some people it'll help. But with the right meditation, you can withdraw your consciousness and enter realm upon realm of higher realms that make this world look like a dirty toilet, to tell you the truth. Interesting. And if you've ever traveled in India like I have and had to go to the bathroom, even on the drain, you, you, you've really got to steal your, your senses because it's pretty gross. Not very hygienic, is it? Yeah, well, it's become much more hygienic. But when I was really actively going around in India in the in the 70s, it was it was quite, quite my nose is quite full of a lot of <laughs> curious. You've things. talked about higher mind and lower mind. Yes. What are those two distinct things? Oh, okay, the lower mind is the mind that is ruled by the passions. It's it's the mind that's ruled by the your ego, anger, lust. Have you ever seen anybody just? Loud and anger, just just like that. Boom. Yeah, they're, they're ruled by they're being ruled by their lower mind. Higher mind is the part of you that really wants to be good, that is seeking a higher existence, that is has a higher capacity for knowing. Now, most of us are ruled by our lower minds. I mean, people act out because they have no control over their minds. Is it like the reptilian brain? Yeah, that's part of it, absolutely. You know, we've been in lower life forms, and and really uh, our evolution has been through higher life forms. I mean, we've been traveling with our soul and mind knotted together life after life. And that's why in my memoir, which we talked about in Search of Lost Lies the last time I was with you, I included 17 of my animal lives. When I acted, when my negative actions outweighed my positive, loving actions, and I lost the ability to reincarnate as a human, and I had to come back as an animal. And believe me, most of the time it wasn't very pleasant. I, I had a lot of suffering. But as humans, we have the fifth element of Akash is active, which means we, we have a, you know, a third eye, a single eye, with the right meditation, we can withdraw, we can concentrate our attention and withdraw our soul current through the inner eye, the third eye, and begin inner space travel, which is far surpasses language in terms of its beauty and the bliss you can experience. Michael, what does wisdom mean to you in these five sources of wisdom that you talk about? Wisdom is really knowing automatically how to be you know, what to do and how to be moment to moment. And that's what I write about in a new now. Each of us has this opportunity to develop the 33 wisdoms I talk about. And, by, and the 33 wisdoms is, is really a, a very powerful, mystical thing. And I give very down-to-earth practical advice. I, I basically cover, you know, all the activities of life. So this is not an airy-fairy book. Um, a new now is, is very practical and rooted in reality, but it's showing you how to step into a higher reality where, you know, each of us is, is really God in swaddling clothes. Each of us is a potential God in our own right. We just have to 
follow the right path and practice the right practice. And if we don't, what happens? Well, I mean, we've been um, here for, you know, as we talked before, I've been a human for thousands of lives, incurring debts. You know, life is fair. It doesn't appear to be fair because, you know, it seems like uh, the deck is stacked against us. And that is, I mean, we can't leave the three realms of the physical world, worlds, the astral and the causal, which is higher mind, until we have a clear fight. And ever since we've been humans, we've been doing committing good actions and bad actions. So it's just really, you know, the highest, purest form of physics. Every action uh, begets a reaction. So if you go on a killing spree and kill 10 people or 100 chickens, that's going to cause a reaction. You're taking life. So we've been accumulating karmas. We've also been doing good things, like if you're giving food to somebody or, you know, any act of kindness. Right. So a lot of people are, are meant to come back. They want to come back. But there are a few of us who want to experience the highest reality possible. When I was 11 and praying to, you know, to whatever was in there, and I don't mean out there, I mean in there, I, I wanted to, to reunite with God, to tell you the truth. And that's, that's the one advantage of being human. We can attain a state that angels and demons can only dream about. We're really the highest life form, George. We can attain godhood while in the human body. So we don't know what what actions we've committed in the past. Some of us, uh, very advanced people, can can know that. But just to be human, we've had a, a number of past lives where we've created a lot of good and bad actions that have to reap their result. As you so so shall you reap. There are a lot of gems in the Bible. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.